So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here is the answer. I'm A.J. Osborne. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. Welcome, everybody, to Cash Flow to Freedom. And what a, you know, crazy last little bit it's been. Yes, there was the elections, but also crazy because I've had a ton of deals going on. We've got new products coming in for our business. We signed a bunch of accounts in our sales business. Um, so, yeah, I hope you weren't sitting still while the elections were going on um, because we made massive headway. We have four new developments. Wait, wait, wait. Let me make sure. You, yep. Four, nope. Five. Five new developments we've been looking at, um, which would total right around well, just over a hundred or five hundred and fifty thousand square feet of commercial, and uh, we also just um, built out a lineup for our online company, which will be here at the first of December, which. Um, me and Rock have talked a little bit about, but we're going to have to talk a lot more about it. We did go in depth on one of our deals, which was a conversion of an office building that we're buying. But although this craziness is going on and and uh, in the world, um, honestly, I've been so flipping busy, it's been hard to keep up with it. And that's the topic today because um, I want to talk about what's going on in the world and what that means. And I don't get into politics on this podcast, um, mainly because I don't care. And uh, I think that that's generally the best. I believe strongly in the checks and the balances of the United States and presidents come and go and not one person will ever dictate my future. I need to preference this before we ever talk about it because it seems like everyone's so flippant emotional these days. I don't want to get hate mail or anything because I don't care if Trump or Biden's in. My life is going to keep growing. My wealth is going to keep growing. My family's going to do awesome. I'm going to travel, start businesses, and none of that is going to change. And when the rules change from taxes or whatever standpoints, because I can hear a million of you screaming a million different things, um, I'm going to work around them just like we always have. Uh, taxes have gone up, come down, stupid laws have been put into place and revoked. So I do want to talk, though, about what this means to people, because it's not that it's meaningless. Obviously, it it means a lot. Um, but it's just not to me and where I'm going. Um, so I want to talk about my my thoughts on this, and um, you'll have to excuse me um, if you don't agree or don't like it. That's fine. Uh, first of all, once again, um, I am not concerned with Trump or Biden, and the real reason is is because of where the rest of the government sits. The Senate looks like at this point it has been firmly taken over uh, or firmly held by the Republicans. And the House lost a lot of seats to the Republicans and a lot of the House is upset. The only reason this matters at all to me is because of checks and balances. So right now, the perceived winner is Biden. 
And although the media has already called the election, the reason why I say that is because media does not decide elections, as we found out in the early 2000s. So there's going to be courts and battles, blah, 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 blah. But let's just say it's Biden, right? And then when the actual um, uh, delegates are counted and the actual court rulings and the recounts are happening, which two of them are happening, it's Biden. I think it will be. Um, I think that's how it looks and from what we're seeing. So we're just going to go with that. The media declared it. um, And we'll see how this all plays out. If we have a Democrat controlling um, the presidency, um, a Democratic administration, um, I want a republic, House and or Senate. And vice versa. I don't want a Republican administration controlling the House and the Senate. I don't want a Democratic administration controlling the House and the Senate. That gets rid of checks and balances. And then they pass all sorts of laws and there's all sorts of crazy change because they try to shove everything they want to get done all at the same time. And I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. You all spend like crazy and you all just pass everything you want. And I don't even know why I'm saying y'all. I'm not even from Texas. But the point being is right now there's going to be kind of a gridlock. So all the promises that they love to make, it's it's like they're, you know, it's like you're you're in a high school thing. You know, side note, but um, it's a great one. So my daughter has been declared the school president um, the same time at at election nights, which that was the election that I really cared about and I'm very, very happy about. So she was declared about uh, declared um, president of the school, which is fabulous, except for the fact that she promised, as they all do, candy machines that she was going to put in candy machines to all these things. And um, I was informed afterwards that I'm now going to be investing in her business because she's going to be the one providing candy machines. So look at that. She won the election, and I'm now apparently a loan shark. So uh, with that said, um, they just promised the moon, and half of it, not half of it, 90% is all just talk. So we need to not get extremely worked up over these things because it's a team sport. We all like to win, all that kind of stuff. But a lot of people make very brash decisions Um, I know people that are like, you know what, I'm going to wait to make any decisions and see how this plays out. And that is very short-term thinking. I understand that markets change, and I understand that markets go up and down, and I understand that there are consequences for elections. I'm not saying any of those things. What I am saying, though, is I'm thinking 20 years out. We could have four presidents in that time. Whether one administration makes a decision or not, and especially now that I know that um, the Senate is controlled, right? It's just these tax plans that are coming through. They're not going to just get shoved through. They just don't have that kind of power. That doesn't happen. Now, when they all are all controlled by one administration, Republicans or Democrats, right? That's when we see a lot of stuff happen. And by a lot of stuff happen, I mean a lot of giveaways and a lot of spending. They both do it. Um, so my thoughts on the election are this, it's, you know, going to be crazy, crazy things are going to happen. We're going to have problems. I'm sure 
Because we always do. It doesn't, that doesn't go away. 50% of the United States is not happy. Doesn't matter which side, 50%'s ticked. So uh, I, I think, you know, we'll get through it. We got to go through it. But for me, I'm looking at opportunity. Now, where I find lots of opportunity in these things and where I look out for, I'll be very open because you guys know me. I tell you everything I'm doing, why I'm doing it, when I'm doing it, um, what fails and what works. And I, I hope that um, that you that works for you guys. I, I like that. I like that transparency when I'm listening to people. So I'm looking at migrations and we know that a lot of states right now are suffering from migrations outwards. There has been a host of policies done in states like California, um, as well as New York, and they are seeing contractions in their markets, particularly in real estate. Um, I have the latest data right now that has come out that I was actually going over this morning um, for the contraction in the different states that uh, it was contracted in, and we've got a whole host of them. And so when I'm looking, I'm looking at different migration patterns because people create demand and um, what people are doing creates opportunity. So when I'm looking for government, I look very, very localized. Um, I want to know the outlook, the supply, the demand. I want to know what people are moving for and what they want. If you look at a lot of the states um, right now, there's a few factors in one of my industries that I'm in, self-storage. Um, you're seeing a contraction, and it's twofold. You have states that were had oversupplied markets, and then they're having a contraction in um, – and migration patterns, right? So a lot of these are being fueled through between the riots, coronavirus, and increase in taxes. Um, this is making some states absolutely explode. Um, this has nothing to do with politics. I guess it just is what it is. That's what's happening. Um, and when we look at these areas, I look at the fundamentals, the economic fundamentals in our, in our society that are going to create long term growth, long-term demand, 20 years out, right? So there's some parts of the country that I would absolutely avoid. I see major problems in um, you know, a lot of these first-tier markets and a lot of these big ones. Uh, the reason being is it's simply unaffordable. And the risk associated with going into some of these areas and some of these markets is not uh, – the upside – can't compensate, right? So there's been a lot of upside taken out. I, I prefer second tier markets that have good fundamentals, a diversified um, uh, employment base, incomes that can rise, affordability. And I want places that are, you know, good places to live that people want to be in. Uh, I'm looking at places that have good lifestyle, that the people there have low crime, that they're happy because we, in the world of, you know, the internet, um, news travels fast and people get up and move that can. And when people that get up and move that can, the people that can't get very disgruntled. And when they're disgruntled because they can't move, they're left with no options and that can cause social problems. Um, this is just something to be aware of. And I'm not a politician in the States and I'm not, 
you know, in all those states. So I can't control it. So I just deal with the outcome and the consequences and pivot myself to make these things work for me and my business. Um, we've seen areas in California that have contracted at over 15% as far as the change in pricing, increase in listings being sold, but the change of pricing in those listings. Um, so once again, you need to be aware, obviously, of politics. You need to be aware of what's happening, but don't let these things rule you and just view them as you need to understand so you can pivot along your way. Um no politician is going to save you. <laughs> not going to save me. Not going to save anybody because that's not how it works. They don't do that. Um, they're great at talking and spending money and doing it inefficiently. Republicans and Democrats, I don't care. Uh, we're in the United States. We're in a capitalist uh, capitalistic society. And capitalism, yes, I do believe, is the greatest opportunity for man to change their lives and their fellow man's lives. It just, it is. We have the control and we want to keep it there. I want to be able to increase my standard of living, those that I care about. I want to be able to take care of those around me and I want to have control over my future. If you're listening to this podcast, I assume you do too. So when we look through the election cycle and everything that's going on, the markets that we have picked have been net beneficiary of all these problems. Um, and uh, we've done that with intent. There were markets that we avoided for certain reasons and coronavirus and everything that's gone on. Yeah, it's, it's sped that up, right? So we've seen those things have been leveraged, right? So the noise and everything that's going on is put on a pedestal and people are moving and they're, and they're done and they're tired of it. Now, this can benefit you or this can hurt you. And this is where it comes to this idea we talk a lot about is leverage, right? The economic machine is a tool, right? So this is a leverage point. You need to have the economy work for you. You don't want to work for the economy. You want the economy to work for you. That's how you achieve financial freedom, right? You need to leverage technology, human capital, you need to leverage capital itself. You need to leverage time. You need to leverage all resources and knowledge. Well, you can't fight in real estate, especially. You can't fight negative headwinds. Um, if your market's deteriorating, it's not like I can go and just turn everything around. I don't have the power to do that. So you need to realize that because you're leveraging and it's not you, like wealth is your effort, but it's your effort through leveraging the right tools, that you need to put yourself in the right circumstances to be successful. And I see a lot of people that are fishing in what we call dead zones. So I'm a fly fisherman and there's dead zones or dead water as we call it. So you have stretches of the river, right, that is essentially dead water. That means fish aren't holding there. They're not holding there because the conditions aren't right and they're not receiving the right amount of food. But yet you'll see fishermen and they'll just sit there and they'll fish in dead water all day long. And they're hoping and praying, right? Hoping and praying is not a strategy, right? You need to understand the conditions of the river that will hold fish. You need to understand the conditions of the economy that will produce wealth, that will produce income, and that will create wealth for you. And that's the wind in your sails. So um, when you're looking at politics, when you're looking at everything that's going on, don't look at, at it as in it's going to destroy your life um, or make you, right? 
So if you were a, if you hated Trump and now Biden's president, well, your life is really not going to change. And if you loved Trump and hated Biden, your life is still not going to change. So look for opportunities to change your life in the right conditions that will allow it to change. Don't hope and pray. That's not a strategy. Um, put together a long-term plan. Make sure the conditions are right for that plan to be successful, and then focus on executing. Um, you know, we've been so busy during these elections because we've been executing constantly, and uh, um, we haven't even had hardly time to think about it. And that's what makes the difference. Um, I, I just can't stress this enough. So this is my rant. This is me standing on my soapbox. This is me telling you my thoughts, right? And I do think that the conditions in certain markets are much better in the United States than others. I think that will continue. I think that will only continue. People are much more mobile. We have the conditions to allow for that. So be aware of that. Be aware of what's happening, what people are thinking, what they want, and where they're moving. Um, and to be aware of the sentiment, right, and what's going on. Now, who knows? Maybe in a month I'll I'll jump back on here and say, so the world ended. Uh, I just don't think that's going to happen. I definitely don't plan on that happening because that's not a plan. So I hope that helps, guys. I wanted to get this out. I wanted you guys to let you know my thoughts. Um, I'm working on deals every single day. I want more deals. Am I stopping? No. We're, I'm doubling up on everything we're doing. I'm working twice as hard. I want twice as much opportunity. And the fact that the president changed has not changed that in the least. All right, everybody, get out there and kill it. Let's get it done. We're going to have more guests in, and the next one won't be a soapbox, I promise. But I did want you to let you know what I thought. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more, and feel free to check us out at Cashflow with the number 2freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.